at Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to read from verse 11. What often you hear referenced as the fivefold ministry. But I want to go beyond that. But Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And these are the people that we dearly look to as our leadership in the body of Christ. He called us to be, not just to do, but to be pastors, to be teachers, to be evangelists, to be apostles and prophets. He called us to be. That means 24-7. It's not a job you can take on and uh, go to work and come home and, and take off. If you're being it, you are it. You can't just be it part-time. Verse 12 says why he called us to be. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Let me put a pin right there. He didn't call us to be leaders so that people could grovel at our feet and tell us how wonderful we are. He didn't call us to leaders, be leaders just so people could be in awe of the anointing on our lives. He called us to be the equippers of the body. We are the people who are trained to train. We're the trained trainers, if you will, trained by the word of God, trained by the spirit of God to be trainers. Sometimes we flip this thing over as though those who are called to be are the ones who go to do all of the work of ministry. But if you look at scripture, that's not accurate. We are called for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So I'm called to equip and I'm called to edify. 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. How long must I keep doing what God's called me to do till we all reach unity? I can't park at the door of the Republican Party. I can't park at the independent stands. I can't park at the door of democracy or being a Democrat. I got to keep doing what God called me to be, keep being what he called me to be, edifying the body, teaching and uh, building up and training the body, uh, equipping, as it says. What does that mean? I'm helping disciple. I'm helping to teach. I'm helping to train so that people are equipped to do the work of ministry. We have this notion that the people who are called to be do all the work of ministry and the rest sit back and watch. That is a misnomer. That is really a fallacy and a misunderstanding of what God's call is. It is to equip others to do the work of ministry so that ultimately we all come to a place of unity of the faith. So I can't get unity with you if A, you ain't in the faith, and B, I haven't fully equipped you with the things that God has given us in his word. Now, we've all worked together, reached unity, not only of the faith, but of the knowledge of the Son of God. What's his goal? To a perfect man. What's perfect mean? Lacking nothing, on one accord, in unity. To the measure, the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about whatever wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. 
from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does is shared. Nobody gets to sit back and be a spectator and wait for somebody to feed them and do all the laboring. You are called to be equipped and do your part. Every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So this all sizzles down to this, love. We gotta be in unity, we gotta be on one accord, we got to equip and we got to do our share. When we're doing those things, then we come on one accord. That's when the praise and the prayer go to a whole nother dimension. Because it is at that moment when we reach the unity, it is at that moment that God has made us a promise that we can stand on and pray with the confidence that we know God will do what he said he would do. And what we're asking, how do you know that, preacher? Go to Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Life forevermore. We will see God command the blessing when we get in place, everybody doing their share. And how does that happen when they've been equipped? And how does that happen when the one he has called to be does what they've been called to do? Edify and equip. And when we are equipped, we can no longer take the, the leisurely stance that all we got to do is sit back and receive. Because if we do, then we're outside of the will of God. If we do that, we are undernourished. Well, why would you say that? We're not walking in the anointing and the full power of what we've been called to do and be. Well, why would you say that? Because that's what the word of God tells me. If you want to know why maybe you're not seeing any anointing or power in your prayer, any anointing or power happening in your life, maybe we got to go back to the fundamentals. If we don't do the things that we've called, been called to do individually and collectively, doing our share, then we are going to be fully empowered to do what we do, quote, want to do, lay hands on the sick, see God hear, heal, see God hear our cry. We aren't fully nourished spiritually, and therefore we're not fully empowered, in my opinion. Well, why would you say that? Look at John chapter 4, verse 34. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. If you're not feeling full and empowered and seeing a powerful anointing on your life, maybe you ain't eating right, baby. Maybe you're not fully nourished. Maybe your spirit man is starving. Not because you haven't heard the word. Not because you can't turn it on and hear somebody else preach it or read it even. It is because you ain't doing it. My food is to do what God has called me to do. That's when I'm nurtured. That's when I'm full. That's when the anointing can flow. Because without that measure of doing, then I'm like the man in James. When, when James said, faith without works is dead. It doesn't matter what you believe. If you ain't doing nothing with it, 
the devil knows the word. You haven't impressed God because you know the word. When you move heaven and earth is when you begin to do the will of the Father. So I'm challenging us today as the body of Christ to come into unity and to the anointing and into the power by doing what God has called each of us to do, to do our share. And once we do that, God has said, I will command the blessing. So I'm challenging you. Make sure you're doing your share. Make sure you're not trying to ride in on somebody else's coattails. Make sure you're not waiting for somebody else to fix your plate and bring it to the table to feed you. When you were a baby, we gave you that. But comes maturing in Christ requires that you got to fix your own plate and you got to do the will of the Father. A man who don't work, don't get to eat. So I'm challenging you today. Eat your food. Do the will of the Father command allow god to command a blessing because we're doing our part in the body of christ so part of what brings that power in our prayer and in our unity and in our oneness and agreement is that we've done the things that god has called us to do so let's go before the lord today in unity according to his will and when we finish praying let's do his will in Jesus' name, let's pray.